Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. If you're trying to move your practice to fewer well-planned visits where you're doing more dentistry on a fewer patients, then you need a treatment care coordinator. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode. And this week, we're going to talk about why you need a treatment care coordinator. And it became apparent to me early in my career and reapparent to me over the last few months. And I want you to stick around because we're going to talk about why, what, and the success path. But before we get there, I'm going to turn it over to Meredith, and she's going to talk to you guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I have a couple things before we get into today's episode. Um, I have a review This is a five-star review that says, I always enjoy listening to the podcast. The information helps me assess what I'm doing currently in my practice and helps me make changes as I hear new ideas. It also makes me feel great to know I'm doing similar things. It's a think tank at my fingertips. I also appreciate the need to constantly evolve my dental practice while maintaining my office culture and identity. And it's also okay to know you can change this, by the way. You guys always have great insight into this part of the business. Wow. That's very nice. I don't did, know who it was to think. Well, they did, didn't put a name. Did they, did they have to sit down and write a whole paragraph? I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So before we get into today's episode, since we are talking about kind of the business of dentistry, yeah. I just want to remind everyone that nice our plug. foundational course, the 3D Bootcamp, is great case acceptance course for the team. And if you're looking to um, invest in some team members and grow them into what we're kind of going to talk about today, which is why you should have a treatment care coordinator. This would be a great course to bond with them and let them see your vision and kind of help them to start thinking that way. Yeah, you know, we actually have uh, uh, one of those. We just completed one of those and we had a group of three partners that came in that wanted to hear the messaging before they sent their team members and yeah. maybe have us do a private workshop because they're a larger group practice. Uh, so that, that was really nice. And then obviously uh, we had some other offices come in. So let's talk about why you need a treatment care coordinator. So I'm going to break it down into the why you need one, what they do, and the success path. In other words, how do you get them started? And how do you know, how do you know, kind of make it successful in your practice? So, you know, that's kind of where we're going to go with uh, this episode this week. So uh, let's talk about the why. Okay, so the why. So people often ask me, why do you need a treatment care coordinator? And, And, you know, I finally have figured it out kind of the best way to explain it to people 
is if your practice is interested in doing transactional dentistry, in other words, patient broke a tooth, fix one tooth. Patient has a filling, fix one filling. Patient has a crown, do the crown of the year club. Then you probably don't really need a treatment care coordinator. You can handle that from your front office, office manager, whoever. kind Even of Even hygiene. Even hygienist kind of fixing yeah. that up, okay? But if you're trying to move your practice to fewer well-planned visits where you're doing more dentistry on a fewer patients, but you know, doing the same amount of dentistry, just compressing it into one visit instead of a 30, 45 minute visit into two, three hour visits, then you need a treatment care coordinator. And here's kind of why, because that type of dentistry requires financial arrangements. That type of dentistry requires communication and helping people find a way to afford it. That type of dentistry doesn't happen where the patient's in pain and they got to say yes. It takes time to kind of make them, you know, kind of move the patient through the process. So you need someone that kind of helps them, uh, helps the patient get through that process and is there for them when they do call back. And I don't know how many of your guys' practices are like this, but I estimate probably half my patients say yes uh, at the day of consultation or diagnosis, but half or more than half call back, whether that call back is a month later, a week later, a year later, several years later. And you'd like to have somebody that they have a relationship with in your practice that they can speak to who has some memory of what's going on and who's dedicated to kind of following up and doing all of those things with the patient. So to me, that's the real why uh, you would want or need a treatment care coordinator. In fact, it's so important in our practice, we have two treatment care coordinators, and I'd love to talk more about that and, and all of that. And I think it creates that experience for patients yeah. that is not there when that you don't have one yeah. because they're the they're their go to person. Yeah, you know, and, but but for some people they're like, well, I don't they don't know any different, right? My patients right. have a great experience already. Yeah, I think it takes it to the next level. I mean, if we could have people see what our your patients yeah. experience with Megan, which funny thing about that, maybe you can tell everyone what it's <laughs> been like because uh, or what your your schedule is like, we yeah. kind of saw that the other day. We looked at your whiteboard in your office and thought, oh my gosh, I'm down. Yeah. But And you knew exactly why, right? Yeah. Because your treatment care coordinator is also a hygienist um, and she had to cover a maternity yeah. leave. And what has that done to your schedule? Yeah, you know, it became, uh, you know, I, I first had a treatment care coordinator probably in 2002, 2003 when I practiced got to a level that we needed one. Uh, and, you know, I had been taking a lot of training from uh, consultants and coaches that were training people how to have big case practices. And, and I bought in at that time. And I've had one pretty much nonstop uh, since then. Uh, but with the pandemic and with people getting pregnant and all these things, you know, the last three months, Megan, who used to be my hygienist, technically still is a hygienist, um, she had moved into our treatment coordinator role. But when Jesse went out on maternity leave, uh, Megan had to fill in for her. And so for the last three months, you know, two to three months, Megan has been out of treatment coordinating and, and into hygiene full time. And we are seeing it in my schedule and, you know, the, the, the ease of which I typically do cases, we see it. My, my whiteboard, for those of you that have been following our podcast, we talk a lot about having whiteboards so we can see what's going on, knowing the score. My whiteboard is almost empty and it's almost never like that. And I relate that definitively to not having Megan dedicated to treatment coordinating, not doing the follow-ups, not being able to be there for consultations. So many things 
in our practice have been dependent on having somebody in that position and, and we're, pay, we're paying the price right now for not having that person. Yeah. So that's why you invest in a treatment care coordinator. Absolutely. Let's talk about what they do. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody said, what do they do? I, I would probably use the one word I would describe a treatment coordinator as is probably like a concierge. You know, that's somebody who is there to make your patients have a phenomenal experience. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not talking about a foo-foo concierge that, yeah. you know, where they're just, you know, they're... I mean, I would like that also. I'm sure you would. <laughs> My wife would too. Um, there's also another one we've heard is a patient care advocate, yeah. patient advocate. I like that a lot yeah. too because it really makes the patient feel like they have someone on their side. Um, and that's what they really need. Yeah. You know, again, if we're trying to do fewer well-planned visits where we're doing more dentistry and single visits or if we're trying to up our game and do larger cases, then your patient buying experience or their journey is different. It's transactional is going to Walmart and going to Nordstrom is two different things. Okay. Right. And they sell two different products. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I hate to use those analogies because it's not, it doesn't quite hold true always, but what they do is they're like a concierge or an advocate for the patient. They're there um, from beginning to end for the patient. So I kind of wrote down some things of what they do. So number one, uh, uh, to start off, a treatment care coordinator, uh, one of their roles is they do day-to-day -day hygiene follow-ups. In other words, what I mean by that is when a patient is in the hygiene chair and they need more than transactional simple dentistry, our treatment coordinator is in the room with the dentist to overhear and oversee the, the diagnosis conversation, and then they're there to go ahead and follow up with that patient at that time to go ahead and go over their financial uh, arrangements. They also do the follow-ups. So in other words, when a patient, when they sit down with the patient, and if the patient says yes, no, maybe so, and if the patient says no or maybe, then she have, we have a two-by-two-by-two follow-up schedule. And I think we'll talk about that in another episode, Meredith. Yeah. Uh, we can we talk can. about a follow-up schedule yeah. on that. They also do consults. So as they progress, and we'll talk about the success path a little bit later in this episode, as they progress, Megan is now doing my consults for me. So she's doing the pre-consults, she's talking to them on the phone, she's going over the, the you know, overall view of what's possible, what they're in for, she's taking our records for us, our 3D imaging, our digital impressions, our photographs, all of those things. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're coordinating with specialists. So even though we're a super, quote unquote, super GP practice that does most of our stuff in, in house, there's a lot of things that we still have to send out to specialists. So a lot of those things require coordination. Go to the specialist, get a bone graft. Go to the specialist, get a sinus lift. Go to the specialist, get a laser periotherapy. Get XYZ taken care of. And then, you know, at the end of the day... They're constantly it, like, what's next? What's, what's next? next? Or we yeah. don't want them to kind of get lost, lost in the shuffle. So there's some coordination that goes yeah, with that. A lot there. You know, they also do pitch in in the front office. So I don't want to, you know, people think, hey, I don't have somebody that's busy enough or I'm not busy enough to have mm -hmm. a full-time person. Uh, so they do pitch in to the front. And one thing that we're doing new for 2022, and we tried it uh, in 2021, is we've, we're spending a, you know, we're spending money on marketing. And very specifically, we're marketing very specific procedures in our practice. And we've had the not the best people in the front answer this, and that's not their fault. They've never been coached or trained, and mm -hmm. I didn't invest the time in doing that. But now we're having 
the, when we're marketing, in, for example, in our practice, marketing specifically for implants, we use what's called vanity numbers, and those vanity numbers ring directly to Megan, in my case, our treatment coordinator. So that way, she is the one answering the phones. So we're not relying on maybe somebody at the front who's kind of in between things, doing hygiene recalls, doing rescheduling patients, doing in, check in, in, check out, yeah. you know, trying to get them to talk to these patients that we're trying to do very complex and uh, complicated treatment on, we want them to go directly to the source. Uh, so we're having them handle direct marketing calls as well. So that kind of gives you an idea. It's got a lot of stuff, actually, yeah. now that I wrote it down. And yeah, it, it is. And I think just the day-to-day hygiene planning and new patient coordinating, yeah. if you um, had a treatment care coordinator, mm-hmm. the difference you would see, because uh, before they were just, you know, we'll get you a plan for this, and then you don't see them again until six months later for their hygiene appointment. It's the same crown we're going to talk about that we talked about the last time because there was nobody to follow up with them to help get them scheduled. And when they feel like they have that person that's on their side, they're more likely to schedule right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. Meeting with them after the appointment, yeah. you know, having that person available. And it's likely that the person up front's not available to meet with them. We'll yeah. just email it over. Or they don't remember. Yeah. You know, they don't remember what we talked about. The, you know, it, it's always the little things. It's right. that little, hey, like I'm going on a trip or hey, yeah. you know, I'm going to visit my, I just had a grandkid. It's all these little things. It's these little touches that really make the difference in yeah, people. It's the experience. You know, that's, that's experience. Mm-hmm. The experience isn't, oh my God, here's your cookie and yeah. bread. You know, it's, yeah. to me, it's not that. The experience is, is knowing you. It's the best analogy I can give is the experience is difference between Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. Yeah. They both sell chicken sandwiches. But it's not their pleasure. <laughs> but that's the point, right? <laughs> it's 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 that experience. You know what you're getting, you know someone's gonna take good care of you yes. and you're willing to pay more. And yes, in, in theory the food is better. Right. <laughs> Just a little bit. No, it's a lot better. Well, we've talked about why you should invest yeah. in a treatment care coordinator. We've talked about what they are, what they do day to day. Um, what does a success path yeah. look like and how does somebody train someone if they don't if they're not hiring someone who's done this in the past? And even then do, they've probably done it differently. Right. How do they create a successful treatment care coordinator? Yeah. So uh, many of you have heard me talk about the success path. Uh, and a success path is so important on every little thing you do. You got to walk it through and outline what you want out of this position. So let's walk through a crude and rough success path for a treatment coordinator, okay? Because I'm going to do high level on this one because it's going to be unique to each office. First, you got to have clear practice goals. In other words, what are you trying to accomplish? What problem are you trying to solve? Okay, you got to be clear. Like, for example, right now, the problem I'm trying to solve is... I want to do more dental implants. Okay, so that's the problem I'm trying to solve. So having somebody dedicated to that, a treatment coordinator in my particular case, gets it very clear. And then we walk through what we want to do. The second thing, and this is something I didn't do, but happened by stance here, uh, is I want them to follow the dentist. So I want the person that you're going to put in this position, I want them to follow you around doing the procedure that you want them to be talking to patients about. Again, if you're doing a very specific procedure or if you're just having them doing general overall, have them spend a day following you around doing general dentistry so they can get an understanding of what the patient goes through. They can see your work. They can see whether you're meticulous or not. You can point out the things that make you unique, you know, and you got to do that. So you want them to follow the dentist so they have some level of understanding of what you're doing. The next step would be, 
having firm financial arrangements, okay? And that's meaning you gotta have a financial menu, you gotta have different ways to make this affordable for your patients, and your treatment coordinator has got to understand those. They've gotta understand what your goal is, how it works, the ins and outs of the financial menu, the ins and outs of your various different uh, third-party financing sources. If you're in office, if you have an in-office program payment plan, they got to understand the parameters of that. You can't just throw them into it without a clear direction of what that's going to be, or things aren't going to work very well. And I'll say it again: the main reasons patients don't proceed with treatment is we don't make it affordable. Price is not the issue. Affordability is the issue. So your treatment coordinator has got to have a very clear understanding of the financial menu and all the different options that are available, how to run them, what programs to use, which programs work for which patients, and what they're geared towards, so they have a keen understanding of that. The next thing is you want to role play this. So we want to role play and practice. Maybe you practice on some easy patients that you've known for a while. Maybe you practice on each other. But you got to role play and practice because it's uncomfortable in the beginning. And yeah. you, it's uncomfortable. Each other, Practice on each other. Don't wait for a real patient. Yeah. <laughs> even if you know them, it makes it even more awkward. Yeah, and then you role play. And then, you know, you kind of go live, okay? And at this point, this person's ready to kind of get started in doing this. And what I recommend in the beginning is you start with basic hygiene treatment plans. And what I mean by that is the treatment plans, the restorative treatment plans coming out of hygiene. Okay, you start there. Start with something relatively simple, something that, you know, that's pretty straightforward. They probably have understanding of in your practice to begin with because they've been doing some business administrative mm -hmm. stuff. So start there before you kind of get into the consults and the, you know, the, the dedicated phone line and all of those things. Don't jump into the deep end. Let's kind of go through the shallow end to get there. And then you got to coach. Okay, you got to coach for the results that you want. You set aside the success path, you get people started, and then you have coaching sessions. It can be a few minutes each day, but in the beginning, you want to have conference calls, or, you know, a conference each and every day, and you want to get to the point where you start dedicating that time so that you're having conferences with your treatment coordinator on a regular basis. So that's kind of um, the success path that I would lay out for being successful in adding or uh, defining your role of a treatment coordinator in your practice. Yeah, I think that's great. I hope that really helps people decide that they should invest in a treatment care coordinator. Yeah, you know, look, we wouldn't be where we're at without having that position. Um, it's such an important position. You got to have good rapport with them. And look, if you're looking to move your practice from transactional dentistry to doing fewer well-planned visits or doing more advanced dentistry, then I got two suggestions for you. Number one, take our 3D business bootcamp. It's two days dedicated to treatment planning, treatment coordinating, going through our case acceptance process, or consider joining our 3D Mastermind. Our 3D Mastermind is open to those dentists who have been who own their practice because you've got to be a decision maker and are interested in moving their practice forward. You don't have to be young. You don't have to be old. You don't have to be middle-aged. We just need that you're committed to making change and want something different in your practice. So if we can help you out, those are two of my favorite programs. Those are two programs that I run directly myself, uh, and we do those at the retreat. So we'd love to have you join us at 3D Dentist. So until next week, keep making it great at your office. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, 
the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 